Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the fourth place finisher of Invicta, Toka, about expecting to play with her brother and wanting to do everything she could during the season. This is part one. I'm joined today by the fourth place finisher of Alliance Invicta, the final member of the season's jury, Toka. Hi, Toka. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? Doing well. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. Excited to hear your perspective on things and see you know how much you remember from the season. Yeah, it's it's been quite a while, so you know I'm eager to kind of recap and relive uh, some moments with you. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, I guess the best place to start is at the beginning, and um, you had never played an org prior to this. So you know what kind of made you decide to play, and how did you kind of come to be part of this? Yeah. So uh, funny story, obviously. Um, a lot of the Alliance members know my brother, Brando. Mm -hmm. um, he had reached out to me, you know, very vague. And he was just like, do you like Survivor games? And I was just like, huh, like, you know, I've, I've watched Survivor with my family before. Like, it's always really interesting to watch that or like Big Brother. And I was like, I mean, yeah, like I have an interest in Survivor games for sure. And he was like, well would you want to play one? And so I was like, how would you go about playing our survivor game? And, you know, he let me know it's, it's through discord and he sent me the link to apply. So I was like, you know, it's my brother. Like, it seems like he, he's really like excited and like interested in this. Like, let me go ahead and apply and play with him. Hmm. Um, little did I know, he wasn't playing <laughs> so um and, and you know probably not intentional by him by any means but you know i i applied and then all of a sudden i was like oh so like how how do we play together and he's like oh no 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 I, i'm not playing i'm, I'm watching <laughs> so he, here we are <laughs> that's i that's perfect um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, so I somehow got roped into it, um, not knowing everything, but it's, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that, that seems to be a common occurrence uh, <laughs> with friends and family of applicants that play, uh, or of, of, of alumni, rather, that play. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious how things would have been different had he actually been playing this season. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. that would have meant for oh everybody. yeah, it would, it would have been an interesting dy dynamic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you watched the, the shows Survivor, Big Brother, and the like. Um, so how are is that like you watch all the time? Is it something you used to do that you don't really do so much anymore? And yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I I think I would say when I was in high school for the most part i did watch those regular regularly because all my parents would also be watching them so i was very frequent in watching survivor and big brother 
Um, when I went off to college and such, I, you know, started watching it less because I didn't have cable. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I always really enjoyed watching them. You know, I, I liked to see all of the different takes on challenges because, you know, some would be uh, completely like mental, some strategic, other ones pure luck and, you know, the rest, some physical aspects as well. Okay. And I, I, so I guess that's kind of the draw, I suppose, of them, of the shows for you, the challenge aspect? Yeah, I thought they were always very interesting um, because, you know, they're, they're meant to give everyone sort of a, a level playing field. You know, it's not just physical challenges or else people that would apply that, you know, aren't in physical shape. I mean, they they wouldn't have a chance. So like, you, you know, it was the variety of types of challenges that intrigued me and how people, how the contestants would, I guess, strategize how to play and how to get to the top. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I think we've seen, um, and a, a bigger, you know, I, as I went, I remember watching through all the seasons, um, of survivor and you can even kind of plot, the progression of the challenges from, you know, even up through like the 20, first 20 or so seasons, there's, there's just such a huge emphasis on the physical. And I think after they hit that point, things have begun, begun, began transitioning, transitioning into like, well, a lot of the challenges are still physical, but now almost all of them incorporate some kind of like puzzle, uh, at the end of them or throughout them or something to that effect, which is, I think, you know, intended to be kind of an equalizer aspect to make it so that, all right, well, your tribe might not have anybody who, you know, has ever lifted a weight before, but <laughs> you might have somebody who could, you might be a little bit better at solving a, a giant jigsaw of an upside down tree or, you know, whatever the heck they come up with. Um, right. Exactly. I, I, I definitely agree. I think, things have started to you know turn a little bit more towards the the mental notes and challenges um like you said and like i said just to like equal the playing field and give everyone an opportunity you know mm -hmm. to make it out yeah and so you come over to orgs where you don't have a physical uh you know really component to challenges and so the quote-unquote physical aspect of this game is puzzles ironically <laughs> <laughs> yes and i mean who doesn't who doesn't love a good good puzzle <laughs> no for sure uh and i think uh i think over here at a at alliance we've got a pretty pretty nice diverse array of challenges and puzzles and types of puzzles and things that uh hopefully gave you the challenge experience you were looking for oh yes absolutely um there was definitely a few challenges um during my season that i i enjoyed a lot um and then other ones that i was like oh i am not going to be good at this <laughs> <laughs> perfect that's the that's the balance we're looking for <laughs> exactly <laughs> unlike the rest of the people on your cast, you are someone who came from not just outside of the Alliance community, but outside the org community. Uh, so you 
are really going into this like you like kind of like when we watch the show how we expect uh the casts on those to be like these are people seeing 15 17 19 other complete strangers um and having to develop things from that from literally no building no foundation whereas just no just having been in the org community at all kind of gives you something to work off of with other people and then there even further than that there are people who actually know each other personally oftentimes within a cast right yeah so it was definitely different i didn't know what to expect you know <clears throat> this was the first time i've ever seen something like this like i didn't even i didn't even know that my brother um was a part of something like this so like this was all completely new to me and you know like i used to play games um back in the old xbox days you know where you would have your online friends and you would have your little your clans uh on your computer games and stuff so like i knew it would be something to where you would have to form relationships online which that wasn't a problem for me it's just it had been so long since I had even done any sort of online game to where I was like, okay, I need to learn how to talk to people again. <laughs> and like, not face to face talking, of course. So like, I, I really needed to like, think in the mindset of I'm just typing. So like, hopefully people read this the way I intend it to, to read. <laughs> yes tone is so important <laughs> and so Im very tough to 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 read in these situations um it's uh it's a skill to be able to like on, on either side of it to be able to convey the type of tone you're going for and i guess to kind of like peek a little bit ahead um you know like you end up forming a pretty strong uh, connection with Hudson earlier in you know, pretty quickly in this game um, and like it, reading through your DM with Hudson it was just like oh yeah like you were both on the same wavelength from like the first messages you sent each other it seemed like yeah and I I would have to agree with that and you know it may just be that you know we did have a lot um, of similarities and to talk about um, but also I think our way of communicating was also very similar so like for instance I would say I didn't have like the biggest relation in terms for like like Nick or um, Heidi and that just might be like we communicate on a a different level um i like to um i like to tease my mom a little bit because we have different texting styles so like me i'm all about you know like emojis uh, exclamation <laughs> points like caps like to show excitement and my mom is very much like period punctuation <laughs> like short sentences and like to me when i see that i'm like oh my gosh like they're serious or i've done something wrong <laughs> right so when someone is like not as expressive some 
times I just don't lean towards those people that often because I feel like I've done something wrong and I'm like, oh, they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks, it kind of, it reads like it's a, like an office memo and they're yeah. just like putting in the hours to, to be here because that's, that's what they've been, that's what they've signed up for. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I think in, in that's, regard like Hudson and I were very much on the same level when it came to just communication style as well and I would say that too um for Will because I did you know have a pretty strong relationship um in the beginning with Will as well we had very um similar uh hobbies and interests uh too okay yeah I mean that that goes a long way uh in in forming these bonds with people um finding finding those commonalities and uh that makes it a lot easier to translate a conversation into more game related stuff when you inevitably end up having to do that so all right well uh so you so i guess let's see will hudson uh you mentioned heidi and nick um the other members of the cast uh playing were Becky, Dum Dum, Emily, Jathan, Kev, Madison, Mary, Nivy, and Ryan. Um, I don't know. Were there any other early impressions, first impressions you got, um, positive or negative, from anybody else? I would say I had a pretty good relationship also with Ryan. Um, it started off, I would say, probably slower um, than Hudson and Will. But like, I think throughout the entire game, I was... You know, always excited to talk with Ryan. We, you know, ha I think we had the same communication style as well. Um, very lighthearted. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I talked with in the beginning. I think it was really mainly just like Will and Hudson for the most part. Um, I always felt bad. Um when talking to Nivy, just because, I mean, the time zones were just mm. so off. So, you know, I tried to talk to her as much as I could for the time she was up, you know, because she's going to bed and we're all waking up. So, <laughs> Yeah, that that was rough uh, on her for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I guess uh, then we get into the game actually starts and... Um, you know, I don't know how many seasons of Survivor you've seen. I've never watched a season of Big Brother, so I don't know if they've ever had a season that started like this. But there were no tribes. There were no teams. You're all playing an individual game from day one in this season. And so I I don't know. I, I'm sure, I don't I can't imagine any of the 14 of you were expecting <laughs> that to be the case. So when when you realize, like, oh, we're all together. Oh, what's that mean? Um, I don't know. Do you have to, like, do any just, like, resituating to kind of get yourself in the headspace of, like, what this is going to be and how it's going to be different? Yeah. So when we we found out that there wasn't two teams, I was pretty... Uh, perplexed I was like oh gosh like what does this mean like how long is it gonna be just one tribe but also I kind of uh, took it as I get got to 
speak with everyone and get to know everybody from the get-go. So, like, to me, it allowed me to know more about everyone. Um, and that also allowed me to take into consideration, like, who I vibed with more, who I could possibly see going further with, rather than if it was split into two teams, well, then there's half people I have no, again, have no clue who they are, they're complete strangers, and so when there would eventually be something like a merge, it would basically be starting over with new people. Yeah. Yeah, it's especially with a smaller cast. Um, I think that even makes it feel like uh, the number of people that you're not able to talk with can almost feel like even bigger. Because if, say, the cast was 20 people, that's nine, you know, two tribes, then that's nine people that you get to start on the same tribe with. Nine's a lot of people to mm -hmm. already. Um, but if it's in this, it would have been seven. So you would have only had six, which is more manageable. Probably would have been a lot of like, I don't know, dead air <laughs> throughout yeah. a day. Um, and instead you get 13, 13 people to be talking with constantly from the, from the start. Um, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I, some, it was definitely, it was a, a, a twist I'd, had uh in mind for a while and i don't it just kind of lined up because so this season and this will kind of get us into the first first event was uh, uh, modeled off of the olympics and so the idea was well um we didn't instead of having you know two teams or four teams or how many teams uh each would have theoretically been representing its own country uh you were all just representing your own countries and to do that, we had you create said countries in the first reward event of the season that kind of doubled as a command tutorial and let, sent you around to the sub channels to explore and kind of get an idea of where you were in the world. So you created Einkrad. Tell me about Einkrad. <laughs> Aincrad. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're not an anime fan, I'm sorry. Um, I was very, in my country, very heavily into my anime. <laughs> like, and I still am. I'm very much an anime person. So I kind of took a little things from different shows. So Aincrad, for my country, is kind of based off of Sword Art Online. And... In that sense, I made my country enormous in terms of height versus uh, square footage, I guess you could say. So as um, as you go up the levels of Aincrad, you know, you get different weather changes. So it got colder climates as, as you traveled up. But um, the language of my country was um, Eldian. That is from Attack on Titan. <laughs> Same as the motto, by the way, final part of Attack on Titan is this Sunday. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Um, national food is ramen, very much into Asian food, so had to throw that in there. Yep. <laughs> um, I had a lot of fun making 
the flag and everything, I was just very, very sad I got zero points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was hoping for at least one person Not on even... the judges that, that, w that would uh, like my anime references. <laughs> Not even your own brother gave you... I know. I'm so sad. So sad. <laughs> uh, once everyone compiled their countries, the VIPs from that season voted on them. Uh, but they they voted uh, out of the fourteen. They gave a first, second, and third place amount of points uh, to to each to the countries they liked. And uh, whoever had the most points or the top three with the most points would get a bonus in the first immunity event. You, as you said. Uh, not on anyone's list, sadly. Yeah. Unfortunately um, not. No one will be visiting my country anytime soon. <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> Becky, and Kev were the three who came up with a goose egg. And <laughs> very, I don't know. Like, I'm, I really like, I didn't catch all the references. I've watched my fair share of anime, but not, I guess not, I just, there wasn't enough um, cross-population between, like, what you and I have seen. <laughs> But I, you know, my, my, what I respond to well within this type of a creative challenge are the things that go outside of the lines. And so there are a lot, there are a handful of countries that people submitted that were like, you just answered the questions and not that those are bad countries, but like they answered the questions and that's kind of where it stopped. And that's great and like you know that's hardly it's not like they did anything wrong but the two countries that like stick in my head are Einkrad because I love the enormous by height distinction I think that's really cool and uh Dum Dum's um Blurg which is just an iceberg that floats around in the ocean yeah. <laughs> like those are the two that really stick in my head um you know two two years later uh for for how they were presented i liked that a lot so yeah i'm i'm surprised no love but i uh i don't know i, know. I was i was surprised too but you you know what it i had fun <laughs> creating my country anyhow um maybe maybe in the fu maybe in the future someone will go back and be like you know what this should have had a point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, someone, someone will recontextualize this season <laughs> and uh, give you your due. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I I was in the same same level as Kev. Kev didn't even DM me once <laughs> the entire game. So uh, our our um our DMs, there's nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh kev sorry yeah, good old kev yeah uh so ryan ends up winning this with his country of ambrosia dum dum second with blurg and hudson takes third with alba so they will get some bonus points in the first immunity event and then in the in the interim uh but before we get to that event uh is when the first advantage is found this season by Hudson, who finds the safety without power, um, which I think you were 
present for or at least i i i was yeah. present for some of it um okay. i i was present i was present for when he he found it yes i was there okay so and i get again so here's where like you haven't you know hadn't seen any of the past seasons of this i don't know how much detail brandon even like told you about command hunting and that sort of stuff absolutely nothing okay okay <laughs> Um, <laughs> so this is really early in in terms of like finding something uh just in a general sense you know we uh, i don't know if that was just the type of um uh just how how this particular thing was hidden or whatnot but like this is a pretty quick advantage to be found in a season so i don't know like how do you and so but like you don't know that you know, people could be finding advantages every other day, mm-hmm. um, as we'll find out. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, knowing that there's, you know, who knows how much crap out there. Um, I, was was there anything, was this like a, was there a point where you became, like, obsessed with finding stuff? Or, I don't know, how did that kind of come to be? Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> so you know, finding out that there were advantages and, you know, you obviously would have to seek them out. I am very much a person that is very, like, objective driven. Mm. So when I knew that there was stuff out there, I started just going everywhere and trying <laughs> to find whatever I could and writing down notes and trying to see if I could find anything because... To me, if I could find something, like, I don't know, that that made me happy enough if I found an advantage <laughs> in this game, you know, coming basically brand new, had no idea how this game was or how this even worked. Like, if I could find an advantage, I would have been happy with that. <laughs> so it very much um, was a big part of my gameplay is trying to see how many advantages I could possibly find. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll get to it, but you were quite successful in that endeavor. Um, and I agree. I think one of the things about that I, I really enjoy about Alliance uh, with respect to the vast world of orgs in general is that it typically, from my perspective, feels like everyone kind of comes in on the same footing because you have people this season who had watched a handful of seasons prior, watched people play, watched people find advantages, um, like Becky and Mary. Uh, you had a couple of people who were who are related to people who've played before in yourself and Dum Dum, but never played a game like this, didn't know anything about it. And then you have people like Hudson and Jathan and Will who are just from my understanding have played a bunch of orgs in the past of uh, from other other places and you know it's fascinating to me that both from a challenge and advantage finding perspective like i wouldn't you know none of you really like the people who were experienced in orgs did not have a quote-unquote advantage in those aspects of the game over people like yourself or others and I think it's it's fun to see how, I don't know, how level that playing field really is 
um, no matter what kind of experience you're bringing to the table. Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, you know, clearly there were other uh, contestants in my season that weren't as um, eager to explore or look for these advantages. So, you know, they may have focused more so on the social aspect of this game. Whereas like me, I kind of, you know, I did have the social aspect in some, in some regard, but I was also very keen on um, looking for clues and finding these advantages because I felt as if that may help propel my game further than just the social game since you know this was not something I was used to I don't know how people would perceive me I was like I I kind of gotta help myself a little bit more <laughs> sure absolutely all right so first uh immunity event and um this is one of the few pre-quote merge events we had that wasn't that didn't break everyone up into groups um this one was truly individual and uh, like all of the immunity events that we start our seasons with it took place over 24 hours and this was the facilities tour and it was basically just a testing your reaction time to a prompt that we would provide once within every hour and uh, the faster you were the more points you'd get so uh just in terms of like this being a 24 hour long challenge and um with there wasn't a schedule to it so you'd have to be very uh, persistent and observant and and patient throughout the whole thing like what how, how much how inside or outside of your wheelhouse is this type of format of challenge um so i was you know, starting off, I was just like, oh, like I could probably do something like this. But it being a 24 hour challenge, you know, you have to take into fa into like note um, who's going to be active during those times, because, you know, technically you want to be one of the very first people to to react to those commands. Mm -hmm. So I had to think about that as well and saying like, oh, if this is a busy time, like, should I really go for this? Or, you know, how dedicated am I to um, sit there for, you know, 12 to 18 commands and, and seeing how, you know, just luck of the draw, if I get there fast enough, I get there fast enough. Um, it was definitely about reaction time, which I felt like I'm not the best <laughs> when it comes to reactions but i ended up doing fairly well so i was pretty surprised um about the placements i definitely was um very happy about that but it was good to be able to get used to like commands and like realizing uh what possibilities can be out there in in the world <laughs> yes absolutely yeah you you were you were the first responder for eight of the prompts um, throughout the day, and I think, and I think you're right, and I, I think this is something that you know you mention it, but I don't know how many people actually like considered this from a strategic standpoint for this challenge. Um, the average, I think, the first like thirteen prompts that came out, the like they had a an average of like I don't know. Uh, 
11 or 12 people responding to them out of 14 people. <laughs> and then the final, uh, you know, 10, 11 prompts had an average of like six people responding to them. So you have all of these all of these points up available later on that a half of the cast can't doesn't even have an opportunity to get because they've already maxed out their responses Mm -hmm. um like the the final prompt that we did the only had three people respond to it so you could have shown up 20 minutes after it was posted and gotten 11 points for it that's that's a ton right yes yes exactly and so it was definitely definitely something that i think you know people should have been like oh wow there's like everyone going for these early prompts i'm gonna wait but then that means you have to be up all night so you know it's tricky it's tricky it it was it you know i'm surprised um nivy didn't do the best considering you know she's up while most of us are sleeping like i feel like she should have cranked up on those points (laughs) well and that's that's the thing like so the prompts themselves never expired. So, you know, five minutes before the challenge is going to end, you could still submit like the first or second prompt that was ever posted. Probably not a great idea. Yeah. And so Nivy wakes. So from the 2 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern slot, um, Nivy was top five in all of those. Got at least 10 points in all of those prompts. But... And I think this is where, you know, reading the rules helps you play the challenge. Um, Went back and did a lot of the old ones when she woke up. And so killed a lot of her opportunities and got very few points for it in the process, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, not the best, sadly. Uh, So altogether, you end up with 163 points, which would have been which is the most points somebody got when you don't include the bonuses from the reward challenge. Uh, Hudson's extra five points ties you for 163, and Ryan's 15 extra points puts him just ahead of you with 165. But all you needed to do was be the top seven, and you'd be safe from the vote, which you easily were. Yes, I was... uh very happy that i wasn't going to the first ceremony that that made me feel um feel good in in regards to you know oh i passed one one challenge that (laughs) that means i'm not too bad right (laughs) yeah absolutely so this and so here we are again with this this twist coming into play where seven of you are safe seven of you are going to vote somebody out but you're all in the same tribe you're still able to DM with Becky, Emily, Heidi, Jathan, Kev, Nick, and Nivy, who were the bottom seven. You can talk the stra- talk out strategy with any of them. You can, you know, be hands off. You can still find advantages and theoretically give them to people that are going to tribal council. Uh, how did you kind of re- re- how did you kind of handle that dynamic, particularly when you were not someone going to vote somebody out? Um. So. Throughout the game, it really just depended on the situation. So uh, I know we'll get into this later. There was um, one advantage that I had given to someone else before uh, 
before our Kairos ceremony. So it just depended on whether I thought it would be beneficial towards me or my alliance members, um, or just the fact that something may have expi may have been expiring. So like I was like, oh, I kind of want to use it because it's expiring. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it really depend. Yeah, it really depended on the situation, um, who I thought it could be used for, and whether or not I thought it may possibly be beneficial for me my game. Okay. Uh, so this first vote, uh, as often we see in orgs and the show, uh, it kind of you know there's a there's a bit of an anyone but me aspect to it um and i believe from what i've gathered talking to other people that this started out as a nobody talks to kev maybe we should just vote out kev <laughs> and then kev comes online and's like you know i think we should vote out becky and then nobody said anything and nobody pushed back on that and that is kind of what led to becky being voted out yeah i <laughs> Poor Becky, man. I, I felt so bad um, when she got voted out because, I mean, you're right. Kev, Kev was not a very social person at all to, towards anybody. So, you know, I think uh, Becky definitely got the short end of the stick there. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, we end up with Heidi, Jathan, Kev, Nick, and Nivy all voting for Becky. Uh, Becky votes for Jathan, and Emily votes for Kev in a 5-1-1 that sends Becky out first. Sad to see it happen. But you survived, so top 13. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, did it. I, I made it through one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so next immunity event was social deduction, where you were picking a color. Each color had a different set of rules attached to it um you end up picking green green yes, yes i picked green yes so green was the you absolutely were going to attend if you picked green but then based on the number of people that picked green would determine how many votes against you would ultimately be negated sometime down the line which needed to be less than five people for it to have any number of negated votes why green? So I was going back and forth um, <clears throat> with with this one. And, you know, my thought process... Let me go over here real quick. So my thought process with this was, um, for sure, I wasn't going to choose red. Because I felt that if I choose red, eventually I'm... You know, I'm just going to attend ceremony if I choose red. So I wasn't going to go with that. I think I was mainly between green and orange. So orange was, you know, very risky to choose because it's like exactly one competitor picks orange. They will get an immunity. Otherwise, every, you know, everyone attends it. And I was like, oh, like if you go in with an immunity, that's great. But then if one other person picks it, then all of this was basically for nothing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, that one was too risky for me. Whereas with green, I felt like, you know, not being in the previous ceremony, I felt like I was going to be safe enough. You know, it's very early, early on. I've, you know, been talking to people. Everyone seems to be getting well. 
you know, get going well with me. So I felt like I would be safe from there on um, for that ceremony. Um, but if I was able to get some sort of advantage with the vote negations, I felt like later on in the game, that might be something that I may need to use. Absolutely. So notably, all three of the colors you're considering are absolutely attending the ceremony this cycle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Regardless, I never thought I would not attend it. So I was trying to pick a color that I would hopefully get some sort of advantage for later on. Because also with green, you know, if five or more people pick green, then you don't get an advantage at all. But I felt like not many people would pick green. And I don't know why. I think I just had like a feeling that not many people were going to pick green. So I felt like I will either get two votes negated or one. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> I believe the way this panned out was we only revealed who would be attending initially. Um, yes. We definitely didn't say how many votes would be negated if you ended up picking green. Uh, and I don't think, no, we didn't even tell Hudson that he would be immune. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> Uh, which he was. He does end up being immune here as the only person to pick orange. And you do... It was a good thing I didn't pick orange. Yeah, right? (laughs) And you also do end up ultimately with one vote negated, which you will find out at the the ceremony when only one vote against Emily is negated. So the people who are safe are Dum Dum, Kev, Nivy, and Ryan. And this is, I think, the biggest uh, ceremony of the season with nine people attending until we get to the merge. Yeah, it was a lot. (laughs) So now you're actually going to go and do the thing yourself. So if you're feeling, you know, you sounded like you were feeling pretty confident that people weren't going to try to vote you out. So what, what was the conversation? How did you... How did you land on the uh, target you landed on, if you can recall? Yeah, I know. I'm like trying. I'm trying to think. I'm like, why did we choose Emily? Um, I don't quite quite remember what came to the decision. Um, I did, like I said before, I did feel confident that you know I wasn't going to be a big target. Everyone knew I was new. Um. Everyone that I spoke with, I thought I got along well. So I didn't think there was going to be many blind sides in the very beginning. So um, I felt very confident in that. And I'm trying I'm trying to see why we chose Emily, though. <laughs> I have I, I'm not entirely sure it would have to, I would have to do some digging. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> um. Yeah, <clears throat> it ends up being a, I guess, relatively straightforward thing, uh, all, all things considered, with three, four, five, six, seven votes on Emily. Uh, Emily votes for Jathan, and Madison votes for Heidi. So another, another vote <clears throat> with somebody throwing a vote in a different direction than the, the vast majority of people. And <clears throat> both Emily and Jathan have a vote negated, 
uh, at this vote thanks to uh, picking green previously. So you know that you have a vote negated against you in the bank, mm-hmm. and there could be as many as one other person who could have the same situation as you, um, but potentially nobody else. TBD. Um, and Emily becomes the second person voted out, and we're down to 12. And then I think uh, that same evening, we opened up the next challenge because it was a long, longer one. Um, another creative challenge, the blind judge, where we asked you to, we separated you into pairs and asked you to uh, create an event for the Invicta Games. Yes, I I definitely remember this one. This one I I think I had too much fun with. <laughs> so um, I was paired with Jathan, um, and unfortunately, you know, no hate on Jathan. Love Jathan. <laughs> He was he wasn't the best help. Oh no. <laughs> um he was very busy with work so like completely understandable. You know, we bounced off ideas, but I think in this challenge I basic I took the reins on this one and you know just asked him um for approvals and you know he did help out at the very end with like a mini pitch and like reviewed everything just to make sure that you know, everything was good to go. So I don't even know how we got into it. We were talking about parkour tag mm-hmm. <laughs> for a little bit. And then it somehow turned into Blitzball. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, sound is, I still think it is a great game. <laughs> but... um basically with blitzball you know you you had the ball it was like had aspects of parkour tag in a sense and i proceeded to be on sims for eight hours um (laughs) creating a stadium creating two teams and (laughs) and making a course for said blitzball (laughs) yeah i mean I above and beyond, right? <laughs> like in incredible commitment and and time and devotion put into this uh that I totally totally um respect. It's 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 great. Uh I'm like scrolling through the channel. These the pictures are amazing. Um the poster's <laughs> really good too. Love the poster. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> And yeah, Jathan wakes up and and gives it his thumbs up of approval. (laughs) Yep. He's like, yep, good to go. And I was like, all right, great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like he presents the site, uh, I guess, to try to give Jathan a little as much credit as we can. um, Yes, yes. He has the idea to tie the history of it to um, uh, an event that currently exists in in the Invicta games, the Mammoth Moncala Stones. Yes. Um, which was a nice touch. Um, yeah. And uh, add some, some lore-based facts and things like that to to the proceedings, which help flesh things out a tiny bit. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yes, Toga. Playing a game, The Sims 4, for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was not on it for the full eight hours, but 
it was up and running for eight hours as I was going throughout the day randomly tweaking things. <laughs> <laughs> so Blitzball, great, great creation. Uh, this one was set up where the top three groups, top three events as voted on um, would be the ones, the, the creators of those events would be safe and immune. And this time around, the people voting our panel of judges were the former Alliance winners, seven people, plus uh, Becky and Emily, who'd been voted out. So ultimately a nine-person nine panel. And instead of just the top three, they we had them rank all six from top to bottom. And uh, Glow Hunters from Nick and Ryan ends up with the best average position. But Blitzball comes in with a very close second. Yes. Um, I was a little sad about this one, not going to lie. Um, I like, like we've mentioned, I spent a lot of time on this. So I was like, you know what? If this doesn't win, I don't know what will. <laughs> and well, we were the first ones to lose. So. <laughs> but but Glow Hunters was a, was a great idea. I loved that concept as well. I just think being, you know, just being a little biased, I just thought mine was just a little more creative. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, five out of the nine people put you second, with one person putting you first. Um, and then a, a, a kind of anomaly in a sixth place position as well, kind of throwing off the, uh, the average. Um, then... High stakes water balloon toss and precision sky dancing tied for third, and then the tiebreaker was broken by number of first place, then number of second place, number of third place things, um, which high stakes water balloon toss wins. So it's uh, Nick and Ryan, you and Jathan, and then Mary and Madison who make up the six people who will be safe this round. So second place, but still still uh, advancing at least yep still <laughs> we're we're still in it so that you know i i took being safe that was totally fine <laughs> this just my my heart hurt a little bit that's all <laughs> hmm. uh, uh well i guess you needed uh to either i don't know if you needed a pick-me-up or to take your frustration out on the game itself but you proceeded to go to the cafe and find an immunity blessing after <laughs> afterward um yeah i mean that that was uh for sure um definitely a pick-me-up that made me feel better <laughs> <laughs> yes so this was this cascade was there was a um a song that was playing in the cafe that uh, was kind of, I don't know, like they do, I, I don't know, do they still do like a song at the Olympics where it's like, this is the song of the Olympics this year, something like that. This was kind of the idea for this, um, this little thing. And uh, you played the song and ultimately um, in the middle of the cafe ended up like singing and dancing to it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were rewarded for your boldness <laughs> with an immunity blessing. Uh, so you could use this at any point as long as you weren't attending Kigo Ceremony and you were giving it to somebody else who was. So 
at some point, presumably, you would all start attending. So it, it did have some sort of shelf life that you weren't aware mm-hmm. of. Uh, but the person you give it gave it to would not know until they showed up to the ceremony that it was actually theirs. And uh, they'd be immune. Nobody could vote for them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I found this and like it was fun and all. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. can't use it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so this first, I mean, you found it during a cycle where you met the uh, criteria to use it, um, but ultimately choose not to. So uh, I don't know what kind of, I guess, like, what are you weighing when you have an advantage like this? Is there a specific, are there a handful of people you're like, I really want to use it on Ryan or Hudson or whomever? Yeah, so when it came to this, and mind you, when I found this, I didn't tell anybody that I fa- had found this. I hadn't even told Hudson that I found this um, immunity blessing. So, you know, I was trying to keep it on the DL. Um, and, you know, I would eventually want to use it on someone that I thought uh, was in my alliance or someone that I trusted that I thought um, would benefit from having this if I had an inkling of whether or not they may have been voted out for the next ceremony. So I kind of weighed it um, and decided, you know, decided to use it at some point. Um, (laughs) But like you said, I wasn't sure when the time would expire when we would all be going to the ceremony. So I had to think about that too, like uh, whether or not I thought this may be the last chance to use it um, and who I would use it on. Right. I guess if you, I guess if you'd known that this was your only opportunity to use it, I imagine you probably give it to Hudson here. Yeah. So it, you know, if I thought it was the only time to use it, I, or if you know the rules were changed on this and it said I had to use it this ceremony, I would have probably just given it to Hudson. Because I guess the other part of this is. You also have to be in a situation where you aren't going to be able to use it. So, uh, I think. Yes. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I Must be would not be able to. I shouldn't yeah. be attending the right. ceremony to be able to use it. So, you know, it was also how many times am I not going to be at ceremony? Right. Um, so there is a lot of factors to weigh in um, mm-hmm. with this type of blessing. And does it? And I guess. You know, does this now, obviously, uh, you don't seem like somebody who wouldn't be putting their all into every challenge. I mean, look at your your devotion with The Sims. But <laughs> does this, does the act of having this and knowing it's useless, if you don't do well in the challenges, just, is that a little more oomph to put behind your your, your efforts? Um, I don't know if it made me want to not be in the ceremony more, um, because I'm just a competitor at nature <laughs> anyway. So like, regardless, I was going to try my best. Yeah. Um, but there, there could have been some subconscious, you know, umph there in terms of being able to use this, because like I said, uh, before is like, if I have something like I want to use it regardless, mm-hmm. how how would having this have impacted your decision in the 
social deduction challenge, if at all. I think. Would you start considering the red and yellow and blue colors a little bit more? I actually had like, I hadn't even thought about that. Um, <laughs> if if I had had that before, I'm sure, I'm sure if I had that before, I probably would have um, taken a look at the other colors as well and weighed in on that fact. But I think, you know, as a whole, it was just so early in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really one to make like super risky moves. <laughs> so <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to keep it pretty tame in the beginning, minus the hunt for <laughs> advantages. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so everybody goes to this third Kiko ceremony and this time it is a pretty easy Kev vote where Kev does not submit his a vote himself and he is voted <laughs> out five to zero. Yeah, sorry, Kev. <laughs> it was coming eventually. Yeah. It, it took this long, but it, it came. <laughs> uh, so uh, in between that vote and the next immunity event is when Jathan finds his immunity idol uh, from the um, the woman in the pools who is uh, shooting up with uh, <laughs> steroids and other uh, illegal supplements. His his idol functioned such that he it, it when he initially found it it had no power. The only way he could give it power was to cheat during one of the immunity events, uh, and he'd also have to not be caught. And he was told that there would be parts of the rules in bold. And those were the rules he was allowed to break within the confines of the game. Um, And so uh, ultimately he does end up doing that at some point. I forget which challenge it was. Um, But yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, when he had gotten his advantage, I, I didn't know about it. Um... We had always, uh, at least Hudson and I, I think even uh, Mary and Ryan at some point, we had felt like, you know, Jathan is a very good player. And we we kind of had a little um, inkling that he might have found something at some point, but I don't think we thought early on. Yeah. No, he, he, it was so, it's such an interesting, because like, the pre everything leading up to when Jathan gets voted out, it's so, it seems so night and day from this the sort of his game's trajectory after he comes back into it, as we'll get to. Right. Like he really didn't seem like every a lot of people wanted to work with him at this point. Uh, he felt more like a I don't know, just like a an island unto himself, sort of, <laughs> with mostly just having a connection to Heidi. And then he comes back, and suddenly uh, he's winning every other challenge. And, yeah. Um, when he's not winning, everyone's happy to work with him. So, go. Right. I remember when when that happened, and you know we found out someone was returning, and I just remember saying, "I hope it's not Jathan," <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, mm, you know, like Jathan didn't win every challenge, but like he was always around. So like. I knew that he wasn't a bad player. So when that happened, I was like, oh gosh, anyone but Jathan. 
Well, speaking of Jathan, uh, the next immunity event was the Marathon. This was dividing up your energy units across 10 legs of a race, and you'd get points for each person who put in less work in that leg of the race than you did. Try to have more points at the end than everyone else. And uh, this time uh, there were 11 people left, and the top five would be safe from the vote. And uh, Jathan's going to end up winning this, but there's definitely a lot of luck to this challenge, I would say. Um, I don't know what, even if the optimal strategy is something like, all right, in this five, these five legs, I want a zero, two, three, four, and one. You still have to know which one, which leg to put it in. And like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And you couldn't really talk with everybody about it. So, um, how did you, you end up doing well enough on this to avoid being vulnerable. So, what, um, what are you thinking? How, how do you approach a challenge like this? Yeah. So, I am not the best at math. So, when I found <laughs> out this was going to be very numerical, I was, dreading this moment because i i was like oh something like this will for sure come up so when it happened you know i didn't know what to think you know like you said this is very luck based like sure there's like a sense of strategy for it um but then again you don't know what everyone else's strategy is or what everyone else is going to be choosing so you kind of just had to like go with your gut and say and just plug it in and then just hope for the best Yes. Uh, you you went very heavy on the first half of this race uh, using 15 of your 20 units of energy uh, early and uh, then got a little lucky in the second half with where, where you put your remaining five energy, which gave you 42, which was the exact number you needed to avoid going to, to Kigo Ceremony this time. Yeah, I was um very lucky. I I was like my I think my heart was racing for this challenge because like there was just it was all luck for me. I was like I'm just gonna put them here and just hope for the best. So luckily worked out for me <laughs> barely. Yes. Yep. Uh, Jathan wins with 47. Heidi had a 44. Nivy 43. And then you and Ryan both had 42s. Everyone else was under 42 and would be attending together so another group of six and uh then you found another advantage <laughs> um <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> <laughs> uh this was the baton that got during the relay race i think it gets kind of thrown off under the bleachers or something and then if you're able to find it yes um <clears throat> you open it up and there is a vote blessing so you are just santa claus with all these advantages you have to give to other people oh i was like gosh another one yep i really should i really should have had someone else just find it for me while i'm there and then (laughs) they can just give it to me (laughs) so it functions almost identically to the immunity blessing where you can't be the one attending and you have to give it to somebody else um or no you could have been the one attending in fact this time but you had to use it that ceremony oh yeah you had to use the next time you did not attend so um that would be this time (laughs) yep i was like oh well okay i guess we're using it (laughs) yeah so what i don't so like what are you what are your thought process what's your thought process on who you're passing this baton to 
I guess the options you had were Dum Dum, Hudson, Madison, mm-hmm. Mary, Nick, and Will. Yeah, so at this point, um, as you can see, I did end up giving it to Mary. And I think my reasoning for this was I already had um, a strong connection with Hudson. So I felt as if, you know, I didn't need I did not need to strengthen that relationship. And um, so I decided to give it to Mary because Mary and I had connected a bit. And um, if you don't know Mary, she is a worry wart. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I felt, you know, the need to reassure her because um, she was afraid of this vote. Um, she thought it was between her and Madison. Um, for some reason, they they did not get along. Um, and she really, really, really wanted Madison gone. So ultimately, I decided to to give it to her um, so she could put that extra vote on Madison. Yes. And uh, her her worrying was not unfounded uh, as <laughs> this would have otherwise been a 3-3 tie without that extra vote. And uh, we would have seen what what things would have looked like if we needed to go to a revote and how... Uh, how 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 committed people were to uh the votes they cast the first time out um but with your extra vote in her hands mary casts the deciding fourth vote for madison and it is madison who is out anyone else so yeah that's a that's a big big deal yep i mean you see you said I had to use it, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I guess I guess I'm gonna give it to Mary." Now, yeah. So the reasoning behind this was, you know, like I said, Mary and I did have um, a relationship, just not as strong as Hudson. So I felt like giving this to her would kind of make our bond a little bit stronger and hopefully put her in my corner for for later. Um, <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Yep. <laughs> Uh, now, as the as this is a baton, uh, it naturally needed to pass to somebody else after Mary used it. Uh, she had to make that decision at Kigo ceremony before she left, and she decided to give it to Hudson, expecting it to give him an extra vote or something like that, you know? Uh, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it does not. And uh, Hudson, the next time he attended, would have no vote. To cast. Yep. So, <laughs> so unfortunate. <laughs> the baton giveth and the baton taketh away. Um, so uh, the next challenge was synchronized writing. Um, we paired you up again. You were paired up with Nick, and you each wrote a paragraph and tried to write words that the other person was going to put in their paragraph. Uh, and uh, the more overlap you had, the better off you'd be. And uh, the top two pairs would be safe from the vote this time around. Yes, I I remember this challenge as well. It was, it was very interesting because, you know, obviously with synchronized writing, you want to try to keep things very plain and simple. Something that you think the other could write about based on the situation you guys are both in. So for me, I was trying to find things within the game that everyone knew about mm-hmm. um, and try to keep things 
as plain as simple and not try to be super detailed into something that I can think of, but not anyone else could think of. Right. Right. Uh, it ultimately works out. Um, you and Nick overlap with, uh, so if it was an exact match, it was one point, And if it was like a, um, a conjugated match, it was half a point. So compete competitors, half a point. Uh, you matched on athletes, watch, there, and excited, and then got a half match on sport and sports. So, yeah, five points. Barely, barely made it out. <laughs> yeah, it was very close. Um, it was between uh, you and the pairing of Ryan and Will, who had four and a half points just behind you, and their third, that meant they would end up attending as uh, Dum Dum and Heidi run away with this with eight points, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That's <laughs> wild. I mean, good for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Mary and Ivy end up in fourth with four points, and then uh, poor Hudson and Jathan end up with no overlap whatsoever. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Very sad. So, all right, so here's... Another instance where you have the opportunity to use your immunity blessing, um, and another instance where you uh, decide not to. So, I don't know, was there, I assume, well, I guess you wouldn't know until uh, Hudson, Hudson wouldn't have been able to tell you he wasn't, didn't get a vote, because he doesn't find out until he shows up to Kigo ceremony. Um, mm -hmm. But, I don't know, was there any worry or anything for this vote? Um, I don't think, I don't think we had much of a worry with this one as well. Um, cause the people that were going in was Ryan, Will, Hudson, Jathan, Mary, Nevi. Uh, a majority of those people, um, I had spoken to pr quite frequently. And so I think the, honestly, in like we discussed before, the outlier in this situation was in fact, Jason, um, he was his own little like lone wolf, little island. And so I think we were pretty, um, pretty synchronized with what the decision was going to be for that time. Okay. Yes, definitely felt safe, I suppose. <clears throat> um, it was <clears throat> very fortunate that uh, Jason's vote negated against him was already used up <laughs> and that Mary's had not been used up yet as she is once again the alternative target mm -hmm. <laughs> so Jathan and Ivy vote for Mary Mary Ryan and Will vote for Jathan Hudson is unable to vote with the blocked um, baton and uh, one of the votes against Mary is, is negated from all the way back in social deduction and so jathan is eliminated three to one he does not play his idol which i know for a fact was active at this point in time feeling a bit uh a bit silly at this point in the game yeah <laughs> um hudson is now also tasked with passing the baton once more um to complete the cycle and this time he chooses ryan and now he doesn't know if it's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it is a good thing. It gives Ryan the ability to 
ask us, production, whether or not somebody has an advantage that they haven't used that is active. Uh, he ultimately decides to use it on Heidi, and we tell him, no, Heidi does not have an active unused advantage. Uh, right. I know we had men- we had discussed before um, if Heidi possibly could have, because, you know, she was relatively active on the channels, and we knew she was close to uh, Jathan as well. So, you know, out of all the people that we thought could possibly have an advantage, um, we thought at this point, since Jathan was gone, maybe Heidi, maybe he, whether she got found it herself or if Jathan gave it to her. Right. Because um, J- So I guess at this point, the only person that would have returned a yes or the people who would have returned yeses would have been you and Hudson. Uh, you still had the immunity blessing and Hudson had his safety without power advantage presently. Everyone else was a no. So... Um, well, uh, fittingly, this next event was a relay, <laughs> the clue relay. <laughs> yeah. So this time we've split you up into groups of three. There were nine of you left uh, with Jathan leaving the game. And uh, it kind of worked like um, um, uh, like a code names sort of situation where here's a word, describe the word. If you and the other person describing the word have the same description, like they cancel out. And then the third person had to guess what the word was based on the descriptions provided from everyone else. You were matched up with Hudson and Dum Dum. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess, have you played Codenames-esque games in the past? Are you good at them? Do you feel confident playing that sort of thing? The only thing that I thought was like kind of the same Um would be like categories. <laughs> so I was trying my best to choose words that people would know, but also not be so blatantly obvious that someone else would also choose that same word. Yes. Uh, yeah, you gave some pretty nifty clues here, like... Uh, Pilfer and Purloin for steel. Um, pretty, pretty good. Uh, and and then, so then you get your clues back. And everybody in this challenge approached it fairly similarly in the sense of, uh, here's, a good, here's a word that I think will describe the thing. And then there's Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> who submitted a string of numbers as one of his words. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I saw that and I was like, what in the world is going on with these numbers? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> so uh, how long, it looks like you ultimately do understand what he's going for, but it seems like it took you a minute to get to get yeah. on the same page. <clears throat> oh yeah, definitely. Like when, when I saw that, there were numbers, you know, then a normal word, citizens, and then decode, and then decode was used for all <laughs> three words. I was like, okay, so I need to decode these numbers. <laughs> yes. You know, if it was just the numbers, I probably would have been more confused. But the fact that, you know, Hudson was smart enough to put decode for all three, it, it kind of led me to to the right uh, the right answer there. <laughs> yes. 
the only the only gymnastics left to be done was to figure out where the numbers separated um as you know so for example <clears throat> the word uh, one of the words you got was lucky so the number was you know one two two one three one one two five so it's probably not a b b a c a a b e or whatever and then right. just kind of figuring out what goes together and and where that breaks apart but no you uh <laughs> which i guess kind of sucks for you and dum dum giving out clues to each <laughs> other cuz your clues kind of fall by the wayside a little bit but it's... I don't know what 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 we gave apparently, <laughs> but that's fine because you know it, it got us the win. <laughs> yeah. So if you and Dum Dum perfectly decode Hudson's clues, that's good enough for eighteen points, uh, regardless of what Hudson does. And so the scoring was: if you get it right on the first try, it's worth three points. Um, you could abstain from guessing a second time for zero. If you get it right the second time, you got one. But if you got it wrong on the second time, you got minus one. So in theory, if Hudson got none of his three right and then guessed incorrectly more often than he didn't on the second attempt, you could have lost. But no, no, no. Uh, you and Dum Dum <laughs> gave great clues, and he got them all on the first try. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dum Dum and I didn't use the decoding strategy, but I thought, <laughs> I thought at least my my uh, words would have been easy to find find the true word so i'm glad it worked out for us <laughs> yes uh i'm looking at so like one of the words you and dum-dum were describing was nine and i think and so it's it's you gave cat and lives which like i think on their own probably give somebody nine um, yeah <laughs> but then you add dum-dum's words with words which were seven and eight <laughs> <laughs> and like there's a really interesting i don't know it, it ends up working out but I, I think it's fascinating like the if you two people have just completely different approaches the way their words interact with each other could be uh not so great yeah it could be definitely confusing for sure <laughs> yeah. um similarly so one of the other pairs that gave out that were describing nine for example um, on the A team for Ryan and Heidi describing for Nivy gave out the words nonagon, numeral, <laughs> number, and novenary. Oh gosh. So yeah, that's what they were dealing with. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed nine, so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Nivy did get that one, so Wow Props to her. Definitely. Um, but the three you you dum dum and Hudson sweep your respective words a perfect score of 27 and safety uh, the a team of ryan heidi and ivy get 18 and the c team of mary will and nick get 14 and so the six of them will be heading off to kiko ceremony and here we are at another instance where you can give somebody uh the immunity blessing why not <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think for this one too, we were, we were pretty unanimous with the decision. Um, once again, you know, I had a lot of people that I spoke with frequently at this ceremony. We were all, um, on the same page. There was one person we didn't talk to as much, which was Nick. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I think I felt safe enough to not have to use it on someone that I was close with because I thought that the vote again would be pretty straightforward. Yes, so you used it on Mary. <laughs> uh, oh, that I did I did use it on Mary, yeah. Yes. Um once again, Worry Wart wanted to assure her, you know, she had her votes, um, herself as a vote has been thrown out randomly a few times. So just making sure that she feels like she's in a safe place. Um and I guess with there's only being nine people left, uh gotta feel like the 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 time the the deadline for this is running running thin. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, okay, it's we're getting smaller and smaller here. There's probably not uh very many, if at all, any ceremonies left. Mm-hmm. So since I had it, I just kind of wanted to use it. <laughs> Yep. And why why not use it on Mary? <laughs> um just because you know she she's always been been worried. I thought that once again if I give her something, you know, it would just strengthen her her and I um as an alliance. Um So why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh and uh it ends up not being um relevant to the proceedings i presume uh nick obviously was targeting mary here but could not (laughs) didn't have the opportunity (laughs) to vote for her uh everyone else was on nick and nick ultimately votes for ryan instead and uh, nick becomes uh the sixth sixth person voted out and we're down to eight eight people so small oh yeah (laughs) For for sure, we we we're dropping like flies over here. <laughs> things things were you know on a tight schedule. We just kept kicking people out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Our 13th season, Sky Cruiser, is still casting. Come join us in the HQ during the off-season for games and trivia and other fun stuff. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu. Nothing's really left. Or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever Only out of place So long, farewell Oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute, Wait a minute.